Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. We see you. You're a colleague, you're a partner, you're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. Hit it! <laughs> get all the coughing over with, fellas. <laughs> Sunday School, starring Penn Gillette. My name is Mike Ludeau, and along with Matt Donnelly, we are broadcasting from the Show Creator Studios in Las Vegas. This week, Penn is back as a guest on the TV show Scorpion. The Psychic Hillbilly is going on the road with Piff the Magic Dragon, and Ghetto goes camping with his son. Here he is preaching love, Mr. Penn Gillette. Now, when this hits the world, you'll be in Romania, is that right? I'll be in Romania, yes. As fly out. Uh, we're, we're, we're recording this on Sunday, and you yeah. fly out at 5 o'clock? 5 o'clock. I got two hours, three hours till my flight. <laughs> and how long a... Uh, 12 on? hours, and then a five-hour hangout layover in Frankfurt, Germany, and then another two-and-a-half-hour flight to Bucharest. Are you going alone, or you bringing your son? I'm going alone on this one, because it's such a short trip. Okay. You mean short in terms of uh, how long you'd be there? Yes. Not short. Yeah, back Thursday afternoon. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'll fly, whatever, 40 hours for a three-minute comedy bit on a TV show. <laughs> and what do you want? Romania's Got Talent? Uh, no, because they would have to pay for the rights for Romania's Got Talent. It is uh, Romanian judges uh, uh, heckle, a heckle a juggler, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Are you doing your act in Romania? I am not doing my act in Romania. I'm actually just doing uh, an old bit that I used to do, a candle comedy, the, the musical candles. Doing, the musical candles? Yeah. Oh, with a new ending. I have a new ending for the musical candles. What's the new ending? Um, I, my hands catch on fire. Oh, that's And nice. so I'm shot with a fire extinguisher. I, see. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I saw, it's not a new ending to me. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're kind of up on everything. <laughs> I'm up on my good deal. You're up on it, yeah. Um, have fun. you seen that bit? Uh, uh, no, I've only heard of the bit. It's a clown bit. It's clown he, bit. He, uh, he's, it's kind of a clown show, I think. He burns his hands. I think that's the 12th best clown bit I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about this, Ben? Did you hear about this? I was or... going to segue in the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Ranker.com 
put up a list of the ranker.com ranker that's the esteem i don't know why we're not saying the esteem that's all they do ranker not (laughs) r-a-n-c-o-r that's the right spelling uh ranker.com listed their 100 most famous clowns list of famous clowns number one bill Irwin. oh yeah okay number two john wayne gacy Okay. <laughs> I'm starting to see what they mean. They mean famous. Yeah. Number three, Emmett Kelly. Yeah. Number four, Red Skelton. Yep. Number five, Soupy Sales. Okay. I thought Soupy Sales might not consider himself a clown, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Six, Grok. Uh, uh, number seven, Bob Keeshan. Oh, yeah. Sure. Bob Keeshan, Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo. Number eight, Joseph Grimaldi. Uh-huh. Number nine, W.C. Fields. Okay. Number 10, Dimitri. Okay. 11, Otto Griebling. Okay. 12, Michael Godot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so who... who <laughs> yeah, we're all who, stunned, aren't we? Who contributes to Ranker.com? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, how do they rank? I don't know how they ranked. And I don't know how I made number 12 on this list, but I'm very... <laughs> number 13. When I, was, when I was at about eight, I was like, oh, this is bullshit. And then I got to my name, and I went, no, this seems accurate. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> what does it say about you? Read, read the description. Or, I want to hear it in your on. voice. Yeah. Michael Carey Goudeau is a juggler and ex-circus clown who graduated. Michael what? Goudeau. Carey. Carey. My middle name is Carey. Same as, uh, same as uh, Jonesy's. Is it? I think it's Michael Carey Jones. I had no idea. Oh, That's fantastic. <laughs> Says I'm an Emmy-nominated writer and executive producer for the Showtime series Bullshit, and that I juggle for the Lance Burton show. None of those true. Those are all true. Well, they're not anymore. Not anymore. There is no Lance Burton show. There is no bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so they made it all up. You wrote the Magna Carta, too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and co-host of Penn Radio Show. Okay, we got that. Well, no, That's it's no dead. Not anymore. That's dead, exactly, yeah, which ended March 2nd, 2007, I guess. <laughs> So there you go. By the way, tomorrow is the sixth anniversary of uh, Penn Sunday School. Did you know that? I didn't know. No, I didn't know that. What's that? That's incorrect. Okay. What is it? Last Monday? Two days ago. Two days ago. Two days ago was the sixth anniversary. Oh, that's right. Two days ago. Number 14 is Wavy Gravy. Who's number 13? Uh, Chester Conklin. I don't know who that is. First yeah, time we did American recognize. comedic actor who appeared in over 280 films in the silent film era. So, uh, yeah, that's the first one I didn't know as well. You know, and, just and for just fun, I went on Ranker.com, and I went through the uh, best duos of all time. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are they? Uh, number one? Yep. Tom and Jerry. Yep. <laughs> number two, Batman and Robin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number three, Bert and Ernie. Yep. Number four, Peanut Butter and Jelly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Didn't really consider them a duo. I mean, they kind of yeah. travel with a larger band, but sure. Shaggy uh, considered them a duo. <laughs> number six. Scooby Doo, not so Number much. six. And this is where I think Rankers, I'm kind of, I don't know where we're going here, but Han Solo and Chewbacca is number six. Uh-huh. The very famous duo. People mm-hmm. cannot talk about one without the other. Uh, macaroni and cheese. Uh-huh. Hamburger and fries. Just right behind macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and of course, and this is where I think they'd prefer it, then Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> right after hamburger and fries. Uh, Mario Ten. Luigi. Uh-huh. Chip and Dale. That's 11. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde, 12. Uh-huh. Waldorf and Statler, 13. Uh-huh. Holmes and Watson. Do you, want me to, do you want me to tell you how far I have to scroll down? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> 33, Penn and Teller. Oh, what's 32? 
Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner. Oh, that's good. And you're just above Thelma and Louise. <laughs> wow. And you're 12 on Clowns. I'm 12 on the Clowns. <laughs> Fuck you in the neck. Yeah. Well. Let's go to a most famous improv performers. <laughs> you know, not even on here. <laughs> you already knew that, didn't you? I can look. I can look. <laughs> um, okay, let's keep going to the clowns. Really? Okay, after Wavy Gravy is Bud Abbott. Okay. Uh, Avner. Avner, our friend Avner the Eccentric. Mm -hmm. Number 17, Oleg Popov. Okay. Soviet clown. Uh, 18, Bob Bell. I know who that is. Bozo the Clown. Oh, of course. Bob, uh, yeah. Except, don't most people know Larry Harmon instead? Yeah, probably. They do have a rancor uh, of improv comedians. Do they really? Older. Yes. Where are you on that? Uh, mm, still looking. <laughs> it's all political. Sure. It's all political, yeah. Well, they only go to 34, so what was I supposed to do? <laughs> that, that's all they could think of. That's all they made. I guess I could just add myself. Yeah. You could. Well, I mean, guys, go to rancor.com. <laughs> see, see if you can get me up. The, I'm sick of being 12. Also, while you're there... See if you can move Penn and Teller up around macaroni and cheese. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to make me log in so they know it's me putting me on the ranker. Oh, that's embarrassing. Because mm -hmm. otherwise no one would find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Gudo, yeah. uh, I still know these people. Keep going. Yeah, okay. Uh, we were at Oleg Popoff, Bob Bell. Uh, number 19, Pinto Kalvig. You don't know that one. I don't know who that is. American vaudeville actor, oh. apparently. Uh, another Bozo the Clown, uh, apparently. So there you go. Uh, number 20, Yuri uh, Nikolin. Don't know. Soviet clown. Number 21, Jim Allen, who's a TV producer. <laughs> he was also, uh, Jim Allen was also the swim teacher at the YMCA in Greenfield, Massachusetts. That's probably where he's best known for. <laughs> his work there. Number 22, Lou Jacobs. What? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, see? Why would Lou Jacobs, Lou Jacobs has to be in the top 10. You think he's So you're automatically 13. <laughs> this is not going to go well. Uh, 23, Willard Scott. Yeah, well, he's Ron McDonald. Yeah. Uh, Arisa, Italian singer and actress, I don't know. That's the first woman, right? Yes, the first woman. That was Eve. Eve, yeah. <laughs> the first woman was Eve, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Achilles Zavata. Okay, we're done now. French, uh, now we're out of... Yeah. Once we get to France, we're out. Yeah. I just found out that I'm the 34th ranked improv comedian. <laughs> <laughs> You must be so proud. I am. Let's go right on the resume. <laughs> now, you also are uh, doing uh, Little Pony Pancakes? Little Pony Pancakes. Little Pony Pancakes. Little Pony Pancakes. Uh, my Little Pony, the movie, came out on... Which, by the way, can we just call you that? My Little Pony Pancakes? You're like, hey, it's Little Pony Pancakes. Sounds like, oh, buddy. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. <laughs> my Little Pony DVD was released in, in the UK on Pancake Day, and they yeah. contacted me and asked me to make a My Little Pony pancake. And so go to the pancakeproject.com. You can see a little how-to video of me and my daughter making a pony pancake. Yeah. And yeah. it came out good. Didn't it turned out pretty nice, yeah. Yeah, we discovered a new technique. Turns out you can paint with a, a paintbrush on a cold pan, and then uh, when you cook it, it turns into just regular pancake. It's great. And they uh, they hired you for this? They did. It was a paid paid it was engagement. A paid gig, yes. A paid what a good gig. idea. Yeah, kind of and fun. you just uh, did a now. Do you have? I want to get back to Romania. Now, um, you fly. Uh, you're flying to Frankfurt. Yes. What what airline? Uh, Condor. 
Is that even an airline? <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a direct flight from Vegas to Frankfurt. Wow. One a day, I imagine. Yeah, I think fewer, one a day. Maybe, maybe, maybe three a week. Maybe fewer. I don't know exactly yet. Uh, and, one uh, today. <laughs> and you're flying... Uh, you fly just regular flight. Regular coach, coach. flying, sitting in the back mm-hmm. forever, really. You know, I mean, this is a horrible thing to say. Mike Nesmith, in his uh, book, Constant Tuesday, or whatever that is. I forgot the exact name of it. Um, Michael Nesmith says, never complain about the air conditioning on a private plane. Um, uh, it's been a long time since I've flown a long way coach. Infinite Tuesday. Infinite Tuesday. I have flown. That, that's what today's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have flown. Uh, I have not flown a very long way in coach in a very, very long time. You are a very large man. Yeah, yeah you're also 6'7". Yeah, but still, um, for anybody, coach is uncomfortable, right? It's a yeah. little, it's a are, you, are you able to sleep? In a, yes, I am. Oh, you are. You just doze off. The way. Do you use neck pillows? No. I do not use neck pillows. You'll have your headphones on. I'll have my headphones on. Now, do you watch movies? Do you read? I watch you... movies. I will read a little bit. I'll play on the computer. Listen, uh, listen to listen, Annie. Listen to Annie over and over again. Now, this <laughs> is uh, this is this. They don't have uh, power in coach. Is that right? It depends not on, on the airline. Many airlines do. They also have uh, USB plugs now. Oh yeah, and maybe not Condor though. I don't know about Condor. I didn't book it. And how is the food? No one's ever flown on Condor. I assume it's carrion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I, think so. I was going to say, it's not like you're setting up for Santa Pit, and you did. <laughs> uh, and how are you in air? You got five hours in the Frankfurt airport? Yes. You're going to have a Frankfurt? I hope so. I don't know. Again. Now, do you throw your diet out the window when you fly like this? Uh, I believe on this case I will, yes. I've, so you'll have whatever they serve you. I think you I'll have whatever they serve you. Because one of the things that on a long flight I will do is to eat every bite of everything they give me. Yeah, in order as to... As slowly as I can. Yeah, in order to... Uh, Just to fill food, the time. Food is entertainment. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. And then how long a flight is it from Frankfurt to uh, Bucharest? About two and a half hours, Bucharest, yeah. Bucharest. I can't get that right, can I? Bucharest. <laughs> Bucharest. Bucharest. I'm excited. Bucharest is supposed to be beautiful. And you've never been... Never been to Bucharest. Never been Romania. to Romania. No. This is exciting. And uh, uh, you, what else do you know about that city? Nothing. Okay. Really nothing. It's an old city. And how do they book you? Uh, YouTube. Just oh. saw a video of me doing the candle act uh, in France or something and decided to ask if I'd come. And uh, they pay everything? Yeah. Yeah. And they pay everything, give me a little bit of cash at the end of it and send me home. Good. So you doing it for the cash mostly or for the experience? That's a tough question. <laughs> uh, mostly for the experience. Yeah. You know, I want to see what uh, Bucharest is like. It's it's a great name. It's a name that I've heard many times for that many years. I, that I can't say. Uh, but, yeah. What's the longest uh, you've ever flown, Matt Donnelly? Uh, whatever the Australia thing is. I think it's like 18 hours or something. Yeah. And that was Coach. Uh-huh. They had little TVs, though. But I hated it. Hated. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to be fun. Do you take drugs, Guido? No. I took drugs for the Australian I have sometimes trip. taken Ambien if I have any, but I don't have any Ambien, so I will not use those I threw, away. I, threw, I, threw, I, threw. <laughs> I just bashed my skull in with a brick. Yeah, that'll work just as well. No. Have you taken drugs in your phone? Yeah, yeah, What do you take? Uh, Sleeping pills? It was, a, it was more of like an anti-anxiety thing, but it makes you sleepy. Uh-huh. That's what the doc, doctor gave me. Were you anxious about the flight? Did they say, are you anxious about flying to Australia? And so you said that? Or did you say, I did. I want to sleep. 
No, I both. Okay. I would think. That I we're... went to the doctor. I was like, have you talked to people who take long flights? Like, I basically was like, talk to, like you've, I can't right. be the first guy to talk to you about this. Yeah. That's how I talked to him. It was like, ah, I want to, like, go to bed and not make it feel like it's 18 hours. Why don't, why aren't we in a place now where they can just give you an injection and then <laughs> stack you up? On little places where you don't move. <laughs> you know I mean? And get yeah. many, many more people yeah. on the airplane. 3,000 people on the plane. <laughs> Suspended animation like in all the space movies. Would you do that? Yes. I would do that. And you just, you know, they, they could do anything they want. They could pose me in weird positions <laughs> and stuff. At first I feel like I don't know. And then someone I don't, like, respect would be like, I would never do that. And then I know I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> like self-driving cars. Yeah. When so, yeah, the self-driving car, being able to climb in the back with your sleeping bag and just sleep until you get there, that's going to be the greatest day ever. Well, you don't, won't be sleeping bags. One of the things you'll ask for is a, uh, is a, is a bed car. Oh, yes. Yeah. They'll have every kind of they'll have, they'll have workout cars. I've asked, uh, I've asked people to suggest on the message board what you should do in Romania, and some say visit Dracula. Did you know that he was there? Yeah, yeah. That's up in the mountains out there. I don't know that's Transylvania. Yeah, I think. Uh, they want you to bargain with some gypsies, which I believe is an offensive term. Gypsy is an expensive term. Yeah, offensive, offensive term. term. Yeah, they like the term Romanians. <laughs> the, and uh, castles. I guess there's a lot of castles there. I want to see some castles. Yeah. Oh, please, I'll find a castle. And oxycotton and cough syrup. Oh, I think that's about the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think that's, I don't think that's about. <laughs> Although the, I believe what's the ratio. <laughs> I think if you just take your Oxycontin and wash it down. With coating. <laughs> yeah, I think this, the, the, the cough syrup stuff is just to make it seem like it's a medical maneuver. It could be Oxycontin and like Diet Coke, and I think you'd have the same flight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, used to, I used to do coating cough syrup on flights. It was a very bad idea. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Because who knows what you might do on Steve Harvey the next day. <laughs> so you're going... You uh, ended a week ago? Is that were, what you're saying? You were do, you're going to um, Romania, but you were just in Utah, right? I was just camping with my son. We went to Kanab, uh, Utah to go to a hot air balloon festival. Because that's wonderful? what we do. It was wonderful. It was a great festival. Just the two of us? Just the two of us. The uh, girls all went to Disneyland and ditched us. Mm -hmm. And my son, this makes me very proud. They said, we're going to go to Disneyland next weekend. Do you want to go? And he said, no, I think I'd rather go to the Hotter Balloon Festival. He had already had that in his pocket. He, he knew that there was one coming up and he wanted to go see it. He's actually got a list on his phone of uh, states in which he has seen the hot air balloons fly. And Utah was number five. He's up to five states now. <laughs> so we went. We got a campground. Now, we he, went out. Has he been up in one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's flown in. That's uh, a fine thing to curate. Untethered? Untethered? Untethered. He's been on an untethered flight just a few weeks ago. Oh, really? We didn't hear about this. Did you go on with him? I, I did not. My wife went oh. up with him. Did she love it? She loved it. They yeah. both loved it. How kind of landing do they have? Uh, very gentle and delightful. Yeah, I was dragged through a swamp by the Ever Ready Bunny. <laughs> yeah, we haven't, I haven't seen <laughs> the Ever Ready Bunny balloon in a long time, but that's a beauty. I was drugged through a swamp badly, sideways. Oh. It was it's a good bad. story, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, close, close you come to dying without without actually dying. In the I was story. drug I was drugged through a swamp in Jersey with Rob Pike and Renee French, I think, in a uh, in the basket of the Ever Ready. It's right in the hot air balloon in the swamps of Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the balloon came down and then went sideways, hmm. and I had to hold myself up above Rob Pike so as not to mount him. <laughs> As we were, as Are you we were, sure this was an elusive dream? <laughs> as we were 
Because <laughs> we were drugged through the swamps of Jersey. And we were pretty we were pretty beat up afterwards. I bet. Oh. And um, I'd also in, in my hometown of Greenfield, Massachusetts, I flew in a uh, I flew in a hot air balloon. It's really nice. And then the landing was also less than optimum. You can see them from your house every morning. I know. Yeah. yeah, we can. Every morning we see hot air balloons and children like them. Next time you'll order the bed balloon. <laughs> yeah, get the bed balloon. <laughs> now, have you been up in a hot air balloon? No. no. How about you? No. So you haven't either, Godot, right? I have not. I've been you to should do a whole show from the hot air balloon. <laughs> there you go. I know. A right after mine, the fishing episode. A friend of mine was actually a stand-up comedian. I think it's actually in, in a stand-up, but, it's, but, it's, but, it, but I knew it as a funny story interpersonally. Mm-hmm. But he heard his wife say, like, oh, I always thought a hot air balloon ride would be so romantic. And he just was like, Clocked it like yes, that's gotta know that, and then mm-hmm. we want to propose to her. Su- surprised her with a hot air balloon ride. She said it once offhandedly, and then never talked about how she actually was deathly afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> so he took her for the balloon. And there was absolutely no talking to her whatsoever. And he could not propose to her hot air balloon because she was too terrified to even look at him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hot air balloons are really nice. And philosophically, they're nice, too. Yeah. Because there aren't many modes of transportation where you take off, and then it's entirely improvisation. <laughs> yeah. And we ended up, when I went in Greenfield, my sister mm-hmm. really wanted to go on a hot air balloon, really wanted to. One of her life dreams, and I took her up in one. And uh, you get up in the air, and then when you, you say, okay, we got to land somewhere. Then you just look around. Yeah. And we came to a Little League field and came down, and he just starts yelling in the middle of a Little League game, help us, would you help us, would you help us? (laughs) That's what they do. And then he throws ropes down and says, please, everybody grab the ropes and pull us down. (laughs) Sadly, it's all Little League people, and they only weigh 80 pounds each. You teach teach everybody, like from the air, how to to save your life. That's all it is. It's, it, you you take off in a hot air balloon, then you throw yourself upon the mercy of strangers. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you fly with a bottle of champagne. I believe. Yeah, they they, they give champagne and t-shirts to everybody. Yeah, you give t-shirts to everybody that pulls you down, and you have your follow car. Uh, we had my nephew Denny was following the follow car, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the follow car. That's a crazy job. You yeah. just keep, like, looking and chasing on the roads trying to figure out where you're going to come down. That's a game. That is quite a game. <laughs> and I was able, we got low enough, I was able to yell to Denny in the follow car. Wow. It was pretty great. But there, you know, uh, it's also extremes of volume. It yeah. goes from really loud to dead quiet. <laughs> when the hot air balloon is blowing. Yeah. And then, and you're just swinging up high in the air. And there's I no wind. It. There's no breeze. Because you're traveling with the wind. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. That's right, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's the most (laughs) eerie thing I've processed so far. (laughs) All right, you've convinced me. I'll do it. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go. We can do a show from there. I got got to ask if my children want to go, because I I think I'd like to take them. Yeah, pretty nice. They must do hot air balloon rides. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's great. There's a couple of companies. There's a new one just opened up here. All right. uh, Yeah. There are two here now. They're a little pricey, right? Yeah, but they're on Groupon all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh, good trip. And did uh, did your son and uh, wife do it here? Yes, they did it here in Vegas. Why Why didn't they take you? I mean, obvious reasons, because you're a good girl. <laughs> what, what was the reason they gave you? Uh, the reason was what we one of the gift ideas that we do now, we give uh, experiences rather than just things. Good. And so uh, everybody, we give, uh, we all chip in and bought uh, 
two tickets on the hot air balloon, and each of us wrote a note as to why he should take us on the hot air balloon trip with him. Oh, I see. And so whoever's gotten that gift, received that gift, gets to pick who goes on the trip. So, like, my son my uh, son also got a Lady Gaga tickets this year and decided to take his sister. Oh, I see. And so he got the hot air balloon, decided to take his mom. He likes uh, 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 Lady Gaga? He loves Lady Gaga. <laughs> and uh, your son likes your wife more than you? Uh, yeah, I he loves my wife more than me. You, 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 <laughs> he you. went camping with me instead of Disneyland. And it was when we got up the first morning camping, Friday morning at 5 a.m., it was 16 degrees. Oh. And we were in a tent, which inside the tent's you know, you're in the sleeping bag, it's okay. But the second you have to get up and get dressed, it's uh, just awful. Just real. Ugh, no. Terrible. Terrible. I would go to Disneyland. And so, even with my history. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> even even at the strong risk of losing a loved family member, yeah, better than camping. I don't want to pee in the cold. Sixteen degrees. I don't want to pee in sixteen degree weather. The next night we slept in the car because then when it, we woke up, I was able to turn on the car and get back in the sleeping bag until the car warmed up. Yeah, but uh, all the condensation from us breathing inside had frozen onto the windows of the car. You couldn't see out. Oh. No, no, no. We had a blast. We had such a great time. Nothing you described described the blast. No, I'll tell you, many. there are many other horrible... I tripped in the middle of the night over a boulder and fell and put out my arms and caught myself at the last possible second with just enough force that it, like, I hit my face on the ground, but enough that it didn't really hurt. It was like, ow, dang it. You, like, smacked yourself to the ground? Yeah, just smacked myself to the face. Yes, I had dirt in my mouth. Number 12. <laughs> number, 12. <laughs> number 12. Classic bit. Genetic. <laughs> Classic bit. Falling over the boulder, smashing your face on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it should have been 11. I was going to say, 6 to 11. What are you doing, what are you doing with, with face If the boulder smacking? wasn't so heavy, I'd be taking it to Boone, to Romania with yeah. me. <laughs> I got this great new, new Put hug. it in the show. <laughs> now, uh, you were there for the balloon thing? We were there for the balloon thing, and uh, we uh, we were there for two mornings of the balloons launching and flying. Balloons started like 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, they they lie to you. They don't quite start that early. They don't start until it's actually kind of daylight. So they always say 5.30, and you get there at 5.30, and when you get there at 5.30, they show up a half hour later and start setting up. Yeah. And the setup takes an hour, so they never take off when they say they're going to take off. So you stand out in the cold for a long time. Or in your car. Or in your car. We sat in the car a lot. <laughs> but uh, we also saw one of those uh, those lantern, you know, the paper lantern launches? No. Where where you uh, you have a little tiny like oh yeah yeah little paper bag with a candle with a candle in it and you light those and you let them launch that was beautiful we did that last night as well but is that dangerous um, forest fires uh, there weren't many forests we were in the desert <laughs> I see but it was very beautiful and how many they they set off mm, looked like a thousand did you see the, you could uh, buy them you bought, people bought them and launched them themselves did you see the uh, drones at the um, the Olympics. Olympics, yeah, beautiful, fantastic, wasn't it? But when the resolution becomes like an inch, you're going to have giants in the air. Yeah, running along. Yeah, you'll be able to do that kind of stuff. Wow, amazing. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, and uh, you know, we yesterday afternoon, between the uh, the hot air balloon flying in the morning, there's a, a street fair during the day. We walked around the fair. And then in the evening, they do a, a, a hot air balloon glow along Main Street. So... 
10 of the balloons lined up in the street and inflated and then ran their, their burners at the same time so they all lit up. It was really beautiful. Oh, that's nice. nice. They don't take off. They don't take off, no. You're not allowed to fly at night in a hot air balloon. Yeah. For good reasons. You probably wouldn't <laughs> Many want to. Many good reasons. And we saw a California condor. Wow. Which is a very, very rare. And that's where you got the idea of going to Romania. That's when I said, you know what? <laughs> that's when I knew the carry-in juggle was It's a work. sign. I'll book it's my flight sign. tonight. <laughs> USB it, yeah. ports be damned. Yeah. <laughs> thought we were very, very uh, beautiful nature trip. Yeah. Just yeah. fantastic. So glad I didn't go. Yeah, you guys <laughs> go. When I went to the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. in a camper, yeah. that's, about the, that's about the end Mm-hmm. Of where I can uh, what I can handle. <laughs> were, were you in the outdoors? Me? It was too cold. Yeah, and uh, I don't like the little tiny bathroom. Tiny bathroom, mm-hmm. tiny door to get in and out of stuff. <laughs> so you be happy to know we didn't have a tiny bathroom. <laughs> you had no bathroom at all. We had no bathroom. We had to walk down the hill to the bathroom if you wanted to pee. Oof. Yeah. Well, it, isn't the hill the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't walk that far. <laughs> 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 so uh, I did Scorpion again. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about this. Uh, Scorpion, uh, Nick Santori, I think it's Santori, uh, is the creator and the producer of uh, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And Scorpion's a TV show. You know, it's a silly TV show, but it's really good. And I have now a reoccurring character. I am now the therapist. Uh, and uh, this character is written so wonderfully. It is a quack who is optimistic and happy about everything and actually ends up doing good, even though he is a quack. (laughs) And uh, all I do really in the whole show is smile. They do close-ups of me smiling. (laughs) And uh, I love doing the show. Love it. And the proof that I love it is that uh, I have to charter my plane in because I have to do the show and I get sleep. You know, I went in this last time. Condor doesn't fly there? (laughs) I flew in, got it at at 2 a.m., Alarm went off at 5, okay? And didn't fall asleep till like 3.30, okay? Then I worked a 12-hour day. And I'm not supposed to contractually tell you what I was doing, but the Scorpion crew was going through an adventure, and I'm part of it. And uh, so I'm out there with all these people. And uh, uh, first of all, television has changed. And you've talked about this too, Matt Donnelly, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, People are nicer. Yeah. Uh, Stars are nicer. Everybody's nicer. Producers are nicer. There's just in the past 10 years this huge change of where you used to have things like Miami Vice, and now you just don't. It's sweet people doing a project together. It's a joy to work on them. But also, with any organization, man, it is top down. I mean, you can get picked up by a PA at the airport, and you can tell what kind of person the producer is. Oh, sure. When I did Lois and Clark, uh, Fania, who was the producer and the creator, when I first met the first PA, I said, wow, this is a fun, happy set. And it goes all the way up, and you meet the creator and the producer, and they're wonderful. And I've worked other shows, I won't mention, where uh, the first PA you meet, it's unpleasant. And you can bet that that producer is unpleasant. Different strokes? Not fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really does. You know, uh, we also, we all know... Uh, uh, performance groups. Oh yeah, where you know that if you meet the crew, you can tell what the act is like mm-hmm. yeah. instantly. 
whether they treat people well and stuff like that. You just can tell it right away. And uh, Nick Santori is just this great guy. He was a uh, really heavy-duty lawyer. I mean, corporate lawyer of the absolute top, 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 and couldn't stand it. So he became an ambulance chaser, which is a stupid thing to do when you're the top law firm and become an ambulance chaser. He hated that. He quit and went into writing television. And now he's really happy. He said, uh, you can... You can really tell the people in show business who've had other jobs before this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also said, you know, how do you, how do you make an actor unhappy? Give him a job. Yes. And he will start <laughs> complaining once he has a job. But everybody on the set was wonderful. There's this great moment. There's this guy, Dan, uh, who plays uh, Difrost, this great character. I forget his last name now, but Dan. One of us will find it. Difrost, D-Y-F-R-O-S-T, Dan. And then Eddie, who's one of the leads in uh, Scorpion. I don't know his last name either, but Eddie and Dan. And um, Jaden, I think her name is Jaden. Um, we're all, I can't tell you where we were because I would give away the subject of the uh, of the show. But if you bring up the cast of uh, Scorpion. Toby Curtis. Toby, Toby Curtis. Yeah, Eddie, who, Eddie K. Thomas. Eddie K. Thomas. Eddie K. Thomas is really a fine, fine, fine actor. So funny. So uh, charismatic. He's wonderful. And who plays Difrost? Dan He's not. He's only reoccurring. He's like me. He's not. Uh, he's not on every week. Daniel Dratch. Yeah, Dratch. That's the name. good name, isn't it? Yeah. Dan Dratch. He's mostly a writer. So Dan Dratch, uh, Jaden Wong, and Eddie, whatever. Hey uh, Thomas. Yeah. We're all sitting around, right? And uh, uh, Jaden has a book of the latest Annie Baker play, right? You know, I love Annie Baker. Mm -hmm. did, did the flick. Uh, Andy Baker. It says the latest Andy Baker play. So uh, Eddie says, Andy Baker, greatest playwright ever. Greatest playwright ever. I love Andy Baker. And I go, oh, really? You love Andy Baker? I love Andy Baker, too. Now, the fact that we are all saying, like, we love Andy Baker, like we've discovered her, is a little bit uh, stupid because she won a Pulitzer Prize. Right. So everybody knows she's great. So we're going crazy over Andy Baker. And Dan says, Andy Baker? Playwright? We go, yeah. He goes, I was in a band with her in Brooklyn. <laughs> and he goes, her playwriting's doing okay? I go, no, not okay. <laughs> she, she is, as far as I'm concerned, the, the greatest playwright alive today. She is. I mean, I would put her Bob Dylan here, Amy Baker, just below that. I said, I saw Hamilton. The next day I saw the flick, and I'd forgotten Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton was good, no doubt about it. But the <laughs> flick is unbelievable. Mm -hmm, One of yeah. the greatest theater experiences of my life. Wow. She, her writing, you know, it, it takes place in Western Massachusetts. It, she's a New England writer. She's fabulous. So I start saying all this. And Eddie says, I went and saw the flick. Two nights later, I was back there. I've seen every one of her plays that's been produced. He flies around the country to see Annie Baker. And Jaden Wong is going, I can't believe she's the greatest writer. It's so out. It's so great. And Dan keeps coming back with, she's in my band. <laughs> he goes, we were, we were in Brooklyn. And he said, she's gorgeous. She's like model good looks. And she was the lead singer for our band. I said, what, what kind of band? He said, it was a, uh, you know, freak folk band. Uh, just three of us, Annie Baker and her brother, I think his name is Ben, Ben Baker, and me. And I said, 
she sang. What did you do? He said, I wrote the songs. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a band with Annie Baker, and you're the one writing the songs? <laughs> and he says, he says uh, well, I just wrote the music. Her brother wrote the songs. And he goes, her brother's a great writer. He's like a Time magazine writer. He's a journalist. And I go, but Annie Baker was just singing? He goes, yeah, she was great. I, I kept saying, you know, you're, you're really good looking and you're really good in this band. We could be like like local Brooklyn successful. <laughs> we could go out and play like all the coffee shops, a couple hundred people a night maybe. And I don't know if we're going to be stars, but we'd actually be working. And then I could, I could you know, I could meet girls. <laughs> and he said that argument, she and her brother argued all the time. And finally, Annie quit and said, uh, I want to be a playwright. And Dan said, and I went, <laughs> yeah, good. You go along and be a, uh, you, go, you go be a playwright, Annie. Yeah. You go be a playwright. That'll be a really good thing to do. Take all the money and uh, uh, music. And, and then go, he, go said, playwright. he said he's Facebook friends with her. And I said, well, how do you not know <laughs> she, she won the Pulitzer? When she won the Pulitzer. She didn't post it? <laughs> I guess so. Or he doesn't read her feed or something. You know, she, she put up something he didn't like about Trump, and he just blocked her. I don't know. But he said, I'm going to congratulate her now. She's going to look like an idiot. <laughs> you know, my best friend's Bob Dylan. I'm going to point out to him, congratulations on the Nobel Prize. No, it's too late. <laughs> anyway, so that got me all excited about it. Hey, Penn, by the way, congratulations on Sock. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's right right there with his finger on the pulse. Yeah. But, boy, so he's going to get me uh, their demo CD. Oh, oh man. Of Annie Baker's nice. band. He said we originally called. For blackmail? <laughs> <laughs> they were originally called Annie and Benny or Annie and Ben, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they changed their name to like uh, Light Years or something, mm. Light Wave or something. Wow. But uh, <laughs> it's really funny. But, you know, there's this period to go through, and I, I didn't go through it because I didn't go to college. Oh, by the way, by the way, yeah. by the way, you'll love this. You'll love this. <laughs> uh, see if you can do this. This is like a detective story, okay? Oh, geez. I'm on the set of Scorpion. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm on the set of Scorpion, and one person on the set is alumni of the same college I went to. <laughs> Who would that be? I don't want the name. I just want what position did they fill? In the... How about you know about Hollywood? Okay. What position would an alumni of Clown College... Stuntman. Uh, very close, but no. Makeup. Very close, but no. Huh. Remember, there is a 12-year-old boy in the cast. <laughs> that doesn't help you? Uh, Manny? Because, because, I guess you guys don't know this, but it's a great thing about Hollywood. Uh, there are very, very strict rules uh, with course, the Jackie yeah, Coogan sure. law about how you can... How much you can use child actors. So child actors cannot do a lot of their lighting or rehearsal. Right. Because you right. have to. So, oh. <laughs> yes, you know now. So they hire little people. Oh, they want the little people. <laughs> little people. Of course. In order to fill in. Oh, God. So it. the guy was the stand-in. For uh, for the uh, for the uh, for the boy he was playing was a little person who went to clown college, class of seventy two. Ah. Guy named Joe. 
So we're talking circus and showbiz, having a great mm-hmm. time. I liked him a lot. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful set to be on, just a wonderful, wonderful cast. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't make money. Right. Because I have to pay for jets and stuff yes, to yes. fly in. But um, I love, I love, love doing Sounds it. Sounds like a blast. And uh, Joe was great. And I found all the stuff about uh, Annie Baker. And I'll tell you, uh, Nick is a great, great producer. Mm-hmm. He just spends his whole time happy. In this case, he was writer, producer, and director. And he also, uh, I guess from being a lawyer, is so uh, articulate. Um, he, he, as a director, he is uh, one of the best at giving actors exactly what they need to do. Okay, you know, he uh, beautiful vocabulary, wonderful to work with, and I just I just had a blast. And Catherine, who's the actual lead, Catherine McPhee. Catherine McPhee, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she's great. But um, she's married to a, a fellow that I knew a long time ago. Yeah, fellow, yeah. But the uh, the way things move, you can never tell who you're going to hang out with. Right. So I ended up with Eddie and Dan because my scenes were with them, mm-hmm. and she uh, she was over, you know, uh, and uh, it was just great. I just love love Scorpion, and people come up after the show sometimes and tell me that they uh, they liked it. I also saw Nez. Yeah, Mike, you went and saw uh, Mike Nez. Nesbitt. I haven't been on the show since then, right? You haven't. I wanted to hear about this. Well. Um, it was it was amazing because um Nez was playing the troubadour. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. Uh West Hollywood, I guess. Now I had never been to the troubadour, which is amazing. I'd never been there. And this is where in nineteen fifty nine Lenny Bruce was arrested. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh uh all of these ama- you know, a lot of Bob Dylan history, a lot of Joni Mitchell history, of course, a lot of the Neil Young you know, the, the, the canyon. And uh, Nez played the troubadour uh, right after the monkeys, a year after the monkeys. <laughs> he played the troubadour. And uh, he'd also played way before that when he was, you know, writing songs for Linda Ronstadt. Probably contractual thing, right? You can't play another club in this area for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I shouldn't have done it. It was really stupid to do because I had to be in uh, Arizona the next day for a show. I had done a show the night before. I was completely exhausted. My voice was totally blown out, totally blown out, ruined, dangerously ruined. I mean, I did a show where for some of the show I had to do that because I didn't have my low voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. No kidding. And I was starting shows. I, mean, I got to tell you how great audiences are. I was starting sentences four or five times in the show. <laughs> oh. This <laughs> next bit we're going to do. And uh, after oh. the show, I felt so terrible because I said I was going to go out to meet people. I said, this show, if you came to see the show, wasn't worth paying for. I really, really didn't have a voice. And I was really embarrassed. And I went out to thank people like we always do. And not like two people, but like 10 people said to me, thank you so much for not canceling the show. Anybody mm-hmm. else would have canceled you and through. That was the spin they put on it. Huh. No one said to me, you know, you incompetent bastard. How come we're coming to see someone talk and you can't talk? Right. They're wonderful. But right after that, I went to voice Who talkers. <laughs> they injected me with um, with steroids <laughs> to get my voice back. I don't know. He's pretty upset when we're talking about the Tour de France and people falling off the bikes. It isn't part of it at least that you can ride the bike. <laughs> I think, I think if you go to see someone talk, they should be able to talk. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. 
<laughs> and yet people were kinder than that to you. Much kinder. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and then I got shot up with steroids, went to a different voice doctor, and he seems really good, and I'm trying to get better because my voice is kind of gone. And uh, it was really great. Voice doctor says to me, he's like the voice doctor for the Imagine Dragons. He was mm-hmm. on tour with them and Aerosmith and all that. Heavy duty cat. He says to me, get this. We're in his office. <laughs> says to me, yeah, voice is very bad. Very bad. And he also, they get this new scope. They go through your mouth. Yeah. I always look at my vocal cords through my nose. Now they go through my mouth. So he takes a like a steel dildo and sticks it down your throat. I thought it was wicked sexy. <laughs> Say I it liked, again. I liked it. Say yeah. it again. Steel. <laughs> and uh, I liked it. I, yeah. really, I really liked it. I'm kind of gagging on it. <laughs> I liked it. And, um, and I really enjoyed it a lot. And uh, uh, he's looking at my vocal cords. And he goes, wow, uh, this is a lot of damage. He said, there's scar tissue that you're actually talking through. And I said, yeah, I've been told that before. And he had this high-def picture up on the wall up mm-hmm. the TV of me, which was also sexy. That's cool, yeah. Vocal cords. And I'm going like, ee, but I can't even go, ee. Right. I can make the ee sound, no sound coming out. And he says to me, uh, how, many, uh, how many months do you take off a year? <laughs> I, sh- I said months he said yeah you know the bands they usually do uh, a couple months off a year i go no months he said how many weeks i go well no weeks i take maybe a day off every couple of years he said well when you don't do the show what do you do those days i said i usually do a show somewhere else and i also do tv and he goes, and you don't talk during the day. I said, well, what are you talking about? I, uh, I, I do a podcast on Sundays. <laughs> and he said, then the other days, uh, I'm, I'm working on this new show with these guys from England. We're doing writer's room every day. So I talk the whole day. I said, I just wish I had one of those voices that, you know, like really held up. He said, you have the most genetically strong voice I've ever seen in my career. <laughs> it's just you are abusing it so bad. He said, you are worse than any rock and roll screamer. He said, because it's, it's just constant. So he shot me up with steroids, which he was really good. He had these ones that didn't mm-hmm. make me crazy and angry. It was oh, nice. Yeah. And he got me better. So that, when he said, and rest your voice and don't travel, I went that night to L.A. to see Mike Nesmith. <laughs> Talked to him after the show in a crowded club. Uh, but going to the Troubadour... Uh, I was waiting in line. I was like first to go in. I had my monkey's hat on, <laughs> and boy, I, ma- I made a. And uh, Mike Nesmith, I he'd found out how many voice problems I was having and how they told me not to fly. And he said, you know, why why did you come? I said, well, I made a promise to this twelve year old boy from Greenfield, Massachusetts, that I would <laughs> yeah, see sure. Mike Nesmith. You know, and um, he had his his on one guitar. He had his son. On another guitar, he had his son. <laughs> Singing backup, he had his, uh, his, uh, his daughter-in-law. Or maybe it's Christian's uh, girlfriend, I don't know. And, uh, I mean, this is all I need to tell you. The drummer, uh, Reddy will love this, had one mounted tom and was not using mash grip, using jazz grip on the drumsticks, which I loved. Bass player, four strings, playing bass uh, fingers, not pick. Uh, the band was so tight and so hot. Nesbeth came out in a big sparkly cowboy hat and did um, just the greatest set, mm-hmm. the greatest set ever. And then in the middle of it, 
he said, uh, it was just such a, I mean, such a beautiful monologue. He said, uh, right after I did this TV show with this, uh, TV show with this band, uh, I left that kind of unpleasantly. He said, I took about a year and then I came back to the Troubadour. And he said, there was a crowd, not quite this many here. And he said, they were more skeptical than you. And I had three songs that I wrote and I had no idea they were going to, uh, what they were going to think of them. Because they were nothing like what I'd done on TV. And uh, I knew people didn't like me from the TV show. And he said, so I didn't know what to do. And he said, uh, I did one of the songs. And he said, after the first song, they liked me more than before the first song, which had never happened to me in my career before. <laughs> <laughs> he said, then I did another song. They liked me even more after that. And he said, uh, so I'm just going to do those uh <laughs> same songs from 50 years ago. The same wow. three songs in the same order on just acoustic guitar. So the band just kind of sat down and he did, uh, you know, different drum mm -hmm. and Papinquity and uh, Nine Times Blue. Not in that order. And uh, it was just amazing. And I was standing... I stand, stood for an hour before he came out, but I stood for the whole show right in the front row leaning on the stage. And um, it was just amazing. It was just amazing and beautiful. And then afterwards I talked to him, and I, I just love Nez. And I said to Nez, uh, I wrote him a letter to this effect, um, but it's really important. You know, sometimes I have to go do TV shows that I don't think are very good. Hmm. They're not shows to my taste. And I think that what I'm doing on the show is not very good and every single time when i'm in the makeup chair before that i start getting that you know what the fuck are you doing with your life thing <laughs> i think back on, as we all do <laughs> i think back on michael mesmer mm -hmm. who went on a shitty tv show playing a shitty character with shitty lines and i was in greenfield massachusetts and i was 12 years old and somehow I could look into his eyes and look into his face. And even though these lines were written by him and the show wasn't created by him, there was some sort of truth and beauty that came through. Mm -hmm. And without Mike Nesmith, I don't have Hendrix, I don't have Frank Zappa in my life. Without Mike Nesmith, I'm not the person I am. Mm -hmm. He set me up for Bob Dylan. And it was all because, and Timothy Leary told him this, you know, there would be 12 year old boys who would look at him and understand. And I don't know what I saw in Nesmith, but I saw a certain kind of truth that is as true for me 50 years later as it was back then. Hmm. Absolutely is true for me. So I go on that show, those shows that aren't particularly good, and I think, I mean, I'm Celebrity Apprentice. Right. You know, although that's not, a, it's not scripted, but I go on that show and think, well, you know, if I can be as honest and as kind and as real as I can be in these moments, maybe somebody... Not the majority, not, not even 10%, but maybe somebody will look and go, I see something in his eyes right. that's real and that's artistic. So I told Nez that after the show. I saw Mickey Dolenz, mm -hmm. who was there. I said to him, I said to him. You are not my favorite monkey. No, I really. <laughs> <laughs> I said to uh, I said to Dolenz, I said, you know, your backing vocals on Nine Times Blue are 
the best backing. You're matching Mike exactly, the harmony vocal. And I said, it's, it's like Everly Brothers or Simon and Garfunkel. You're, you're right on it. It's a beautiful, beautiful sound. It's the best backing vocal I ever heard of that song. And Mickey Dolan said, thank you. Please tell Nez he listens to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great answer. And, uh, and uh, I just had a great time. And I got to talking to Christian Nesmith, who's Mike Nesmith's son, who's, you know, 50 mm-hmm. in his 50s. And I said, you're a better guitar player than your father by a lot. I also told him, by the way, including Tom Petty, the only 12-string guitar I can stand is Mike Nesmith. And he said, you don't like the birds? I said, no, I don't like the birds. That was our conversation. But at one point on stage, Mike Nesmith was playing a 12-string guitar, and Christian Nesmith was playing a 12-string guitar. And they were playing the same chords. It was a 24-string guitar. But anyway, so I said to Christian Nesmith, I said, you know, you're a better guitar player than your father. And I said, Dweezil Zappa is a better guitar player than his father. And I said, Zach Starr, Zach Starkey, you know, Mm -hmm. Ringo Starr's son, is a much better drummer than Ringo Starr. I said, that's the band, right? That's the band. Dweezil, Christian, Zach as the band. But we need a bass player. And we tried to think, and I'm going to ask the people that listen to Penn Sunday School to help me out here. Name a bass player whose father or mother was a bass player who's a better bass player than they are. Okay? Yeah. So I, I don't think John Paul Jones and Led Zeppelin and Swistle. I also thought maybe Tina Weymouth, but she doesn't have a son or a daughter, does she? I don't know. But it's got to be someone that's, uh, you know, that we want that's, no, that's that good enough, that we know well enough. I mean, I don't know about uh, Dusty of ZZ Top, if he has a son or daughter that play bass, but that's the band I want to put together. What do you think? That's a good idea. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Better than our parents. Be the, <laughs> yeah. be the, uh, be the name of the uh, <laughs> name of the band there. So Matt, yes, you are. Uh, so Nez was fabulous. If you get a chance to see Mike Nesmith, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show. You have, you have a new gig. What are you, where are you working? So I am. Uh, I've uh, one. I've spent one weekend. I did four shows opening for Piff the Magic Dragon as Hill Bill, the Psychic Hill Billy. And he likes you. Is that? I guess so. I guess so. Now, how long in November? He's not an enthusiastic fella, so I mean. <laughs> in November, <laughs> you did Hillbill, right? Yes. And now you're already gigging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we. You just... know the bass player joke, right? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, uh, a young man wants to play bass. Yeah. And his dad says, you're not going to be a lousy bass player. You're going to go and take proper lessons. Okay? So he goes the first week and he comes back and says to his dad, I learned all about the E string. I learned, played, learned how to play the E string. He goes, great. Goes back the next week, because I learned how to play the A string. Next week comes back, I learned how to play the D string. Because back the next week, his father says, so I suppose you learned the G string this week. He goes, no, no I got a gig. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned, I learned one mentalism trick, learned two yeah. mentalism yeah. tricks, learned three mentalism tricks. What'd you learn next? I don't know. I got a gig. I don't know. I got. I got to go. So you're. Uh, you Yeah. No. I'm doing. A, uh, I do. A, I do a t- about 25 minute opener for Piff, and it's, so it's my hillbill show boiled down to four four hunks, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, one of one of which Piff likes, and then it's it's great. Uh, <laughs> one of which Piff likes. He likes one of the four. Yeah, that's pretty good from Piff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which one does he like? Um, he likes I do Teller's ropes. 
Oh, he likes Teller's idea, not my idea. <laughs> he hates <laughs> yours. He hates it? Yeah. Okay. The well, one he rides me on the most. He, what does he hate about it? Uh, the method. Oh, okay. And that I don't commit. He doesn't like that I commit. I, I have a, a prediction on tape on my chest, and he doesn't <laughs> like that I haven't shaved a prediction into my chest hair. Oh, I see. Which I don't like, for not just because I don't want to do that to myself, but because I don't like for magical Magical yes, there's a reason. good reason for not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets a big reaction when I tear the tape off and throw it at somebody. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, all that's right. But by the way, uh, yeah. Piff is on Fool Us this year with us. Oh, yes. And I'm working the Piff and Pop show with him. Oh, good. So there will be, there will be revenge. Oh, good. Just good, so you good. know. Good. And he, he may never even know that that's why. But he, he will suffer for he not watching me. He'll be on the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's fair nice. I you know, we we Piff's a nice guy and we yeah. were just talking off stage and I said, you know, I, I know I can try to do French festivals or I know I can try to do cruise ships, uh, but I don't know like I like the comedy aspect of what I'm doing and I want to grow in a comedy way. And he was talking about how hard it was to play clubs. Mm-hmm. So then he turned around and then offered me a gig playing clubs. So it's really awesome. So now him. you have those connections. Yeah. And that and that like he want like he he knows I want to grow what I'm doing, and in, 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 I would rather grow it in comedy clubs like he did than another way. And so that I'm getting to do that is really. Exciting. And did you uh, uh, get a good reaction? Yeah, crowd liked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you set up comedy clubs Biff in a great. good way. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, Piff's going out of a costume, and he's known. He's a very famous man in a famous costume. But you know, you kind dragon. of have to go out there. Dragon. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, famous magic <laughs> dragon who looks like a guy in a costume. Yeah. Uh, and so I come out dressed as this giant hillbilly. And, and so I get the first kind of looks from, like, the people who maybe were dragged there by their friends or something. I get to take that in first. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, that's what's really happening. But guess what? So the show's really happening, too. And you just kind of, like, know how to, like, look at those people while you deliver jokes or start setting up routines and maybe point one out and start messing with them. And you kind of get get that place. And so... By the time he comes out, I think the audience is in a good place to see uh, a magic dragon. They've accepted the yeah. weirdness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do, yeah, I just like I like I, I've been seen comedy clubs before, and I kind of like you kind of just you settle the room and you kind of you just let it. Even if you kind of mess up something in the beginning, almost on purpose, you just kind of let the room kind of sit for a sec, and then you move on. And you feel, like I like I like the idea of setting the tone for someone else. So this is a better life than Fifty Shades of Grey for you. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like better. Yeah. And uh, you have like, another job? Like, like there's workman's comp. You have another job? Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, you can't talk about it? I can't. I guess I got in trouble already for talking about it. Okay. Uh, 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 well, if you were like me, you'd do it again. Right. Because <laughs> I, I just love legal letterhead. Um, so, yeah, I was at an event and a reporter recognized me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, oh, I should have known you were on the show. And I was like, yeah. And then next thing you know, my name is in the paper. And then that wasn't supposed to happen. I see. Uh, but uh, there may or may not be a, a, a brand new comedy show opening up. Probably, maybe, maybe not the Cosmopolitan. <laughs> 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 and I'm part of the creative team that's making that uh, happen. And, it's, and we're building it from the ground up with uh, and a I'm lot doing, of crazy good people. I'm doing one drop yeah. with Cirque du Soleil. Oh, yeah. Oh, quickly, sorry. I'm opening for Piff specifically in Chicago in May, Chicago Improv. So look at the, look, just Google Chicago Improv Club May, and there's five shows there that I'm opening for Piff in Chicago. Go. Yeah. Everybody needs to go. And Teller's, Teller's uh, new show will be in Chicago at the same time. So you can try to see Teller's show and this show at the same time. Yeah, well, it's... 
it's also Shakespeare's show. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, I'll, just, I'll just see it. Teller got top billing, though. Yeah. <laughs> Teller's Macbeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be in Chicago during May. You can see yeah. Hill Bill and Macbeth. <laughs> I tell you, that is, you bring someone to Chicago, you give them two days yeah. of Macbeth, Hill Bill, and Piff the Magic Dragon, yeah. and they're yours forever. That's the truth. That That's is the, the truth. truth. You've shown them. Add the hot air balloon, and you are set. <laughs> You can propose right after right the show there. in the hot air balloon. Yeah. Yeah. There's just nobody that would work. If you can keep on. your clothes on long enough, you can propose. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, uh, uh, what was I just going to Oh, yeah. I'm doing the Cirque du Soleil. You're doing Cirque du Soleil. One drop. One, One drop. drop. It's, it's, a, it's a big charity thing. And I am, I am playing a bartender <sighs> in the bar that Jewel goes into. Yeah. It's all centered around Jewel's. They said, it's Jewel's real life. And I went, I said, oh, okay. They said, she's from Alaska, and we're doing all Jules real life. I said, good. And they said, it's set underground in Alaska, and you'll be an animal. <laughs> I said, Jules real life? She grew up underground talking in Alaska with talking animals? She grew up in a, in a holiday Coke commercial? <laughs> <laughs> little polar bears giving her. So they said to me, and my wife was my wife is big in the one drop world. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's the big uh, philanthropist. Yeah, organizer. So I guess I don't know if she's the. It raises a crap load of money. This show, yeah, just just yeah, just a ton of money, and it's for a really good cause. So I'm doing it this year, which I shouldn't be doing. It's the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> uh, the, you know, like I said to Moxie when she said, I did something really stupid in school today. I said, I, stu- I do stupider things. She said, no, this was really stupid. I said, I dropped my penis in a blow dryer. She went, <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, this is not the stupid thing I've done. But I'm doing one drop the Friday before Fool Us starts. Oh, perfect. Yeah, And they've got... Two rehearsals each day, full dress. So they said to me, and my wife was not happy with this. They said, I had the creative team on a Skype call. Okay, the the whole creative team on a Skype call. And they said to me, what animal would you like to be? I said, I don't don't give a fuck. They said, no, what animal would you feel like? I said, I don't care at all. And they said, well, and they started telling me who's going to be what. So-and-so is going to be a reindeer and, and all the all the uh, clowns are bears. And I like this from, from Cirque du Soleil. This is just a natural question. Like, it's just an iceberg at a party. Yeah. <laughs> all the clowns are bears. <laughs> all the clowns are bears. <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be whatever animal you want me to. I said, you're going to glue shit to my face? And I'm, I'm going to be in a suit? And they go, uh. There will be makeup with prosthetics. <laughs> and you didn't immediately go porcupine. <laughs> well, that's what Emily Emily said. You could have thought about what animal you wanted to be. I said, no, I couldn't. <laughs> that's just, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So they said, uh, we were thinking otter. I said, me too. <laughs> otter, otter seems great. Otter. Otter. Otter, yeah, yeah. I was going to say otter, too. I'll be an otter. And they said, oh, we think otter will be right. I said, oh, okay. I'll be an otter. And I said, how much shit are you going to glue to my face? Well, there'll be prosthetic. We have makeup people there. They'll take care of it. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I said, I'll have, I'll have an otter suit. And they said, yes. And they said, when you're sitting in the audience for the show, 
uh, you won't have to have all your makeup on. You come back and get that. I said, oh, I, I don't think I need to sit in the audience for the show. I'll sit backstage and I'll read because I, I don't know if I want to be sitting as an otter in the audience. And I didn't, even if I also shows that I'm in, I don't like to sit and watch. So I get nervous. Think about what I'm going to do when I, I can't watch the show properly. Better off sitting backstage reading. So um, I'm going to be an otter. And then these jugglers who are fabulous, like great, great, great jugglers. I'm going to be the bartender in the bar serving Jules' real father, which I forgot what animal he is. <laughs> and It's her real dad? Yeah, her real dad. He's human. <laughs> and <laughs> Steve Wozniak and Marie Osmond. And they said, you'll be the bartender and you'll make jokes about Marie Osmond and Steve Wozniak. I said, as an otter. And they said, yes. <laughs> Good. I'm with you. And they said, we're trying to get some other people in there, too. I said, okay. And they said, we'll want your input. I'm writing that. I said, so what a underground Alaskan otter would say about Steve Wozniak? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a, an easy writing challenge. <laughs> you right? seem like you get a lot of vitamin D, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I got these fabulous jugglers. I mean, I've just blinded their names, but I, uh, mm -hmm. they're really good. And they said, um, we're going to set up the bar at your theater, and you can rehearse with these jugglers all day uh, up until then, every day. I said, no, I'm doing Fool Us. They said, well, they want to do a juggling routine with you. And then they send me all this music downloaded, composed specially for the juggling routine. I said, uh, I have a season of Fool Us coming up that I have to shoot of a TV show. Uh, and, and I have a lot of work to do on that show. And I do a show every night. And I said, and I'm 62 years old. Uh, the juggling skills that will be demonstrated by the otter bartender in your show at One Drop will be the juggling skills that Pendulette has right now as I sit here. <laughs> All we're going to add to those juggling skills is counting. You do five throws and throw this over here. And I said, we're going to do this like other stuff, which is I'm going to be the talking dog, or in this case, otter. It does not matter what the dog says. It's the fact that the dog is talking. So the juggling routine will not be, when I have it, an exceptional juggling routine. It'll be like, oh, Penn is actually doing a little juggling. Oh, and now those guys took over and they're great. That's, <laughs> that's what the audience is going to think. And they said, well, we thought you might want to do, do a lot of work with these juggling guys. I go, well, I'm not good enough, and I don't have time. And if I had time, I wouldn't be good enough. And if I were good enough, I wouldn't have time. <laughs> but it ends up being both. I said, so you've got a really good, solid three-club cascade. You've got a really good, solid club passing You've got real solid takeaways. You've got real solid, uh, you know, three, four ball juggling. But that's all you're getting. And I will count. You know, I will do all that stuff. But you're not gonna... So I have to go to the one drop. Actually, uh, this is Wednesday. So it was actually this morning. Mm -hmm. So this morning at 10 o'clock, I was juggling as an otter. Then I was rehearsing with Teller on Fool Us. Then I did a live show. Then I flew to uh, L.A. to do Scorpion tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. 
Then I'm going to fly to Tahoe and do a show Friday night. And the voice guy says, how many months a year <laughs> do you take off? Well, you know. So what do you think? Will I look cute as an otter? Do you get to keep the suit? <laughs> I don't know. That's the first. Question. I can't stop thinking about it since you said it. So yeah, absolutely. We have we have furries. You know. I just want you to um, also get your vocal cords checked while you're dressed as an otter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could happen. Uh, yeah. Well, also, and this is the part that bothered me so much. <laughs> they said they said to me, "And your buddy Piff is doing the show." I said, "Piff doing the show." which I had known, but I had forgotten. Piff had told me he's doing the show with me. I went, oh, well, I have a dragon suit, too. Could Piff and I be the bartenders together, father and son? And they said, no, no, that's not part of the concept. They go, then, you wouldn't be right as a dragon. I go, what? There are no dragons living underground in Australia with otters. <laughs> I mean, in Alaska with Alaska, otters. Yeah. They said, well, no, no, he's in a whole, like he's in a dream sequence or something. I don't know. Something crazy. <laughs> something crazy. <laughs> well, you'd have a drag. So I'm going to be dressed. And then uh, Glenn says, which is, which is great, because Glenn's point of view is the only point of view that matters on anything, right? <laughs> Glenn says, we want you recognizable. What the fuck is this auto suit? <laughs> <laughs> All that matters is that I'm there in a suit and they say Penn and Teller. Yeah. He does not want a brilliantly artistic Cirque du Soleil. No, he doesn't want to see you. Also, I don't think I will be the tallest person on stage. Yeah. Steve Wozniak, Donnie Osmond, Jewel, little people. Mm -hmm. Jugglers, I don't think, are particularly large. Why would the otter be the biggest animal on stage? You just don't get it, buddy. You just don't get it. <laughs> I do know that the furries who do drawings of me yeah. have me as some furry woodland character. I think it's an otter, maybe. Okay. What is it about me that screams out otter? And also, is an otter a gay sex term? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. It is now. <laughs> no, I think it is. I think a, a bear... A bear is something and an otter is something. But put like, type in like otter sex term and see what I am. Oh, I will. <laughs> I'm just pretending. As soon as he falls asleep. I'm just, I'm just pretending like I don't have it bookmarked. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Uh, otter. A way of saying ought to but with. And no. A, no, that's not it. Why, I otter. Who is very hairy all over his body, but is smaller in frame and weighs considerably less than a bear. I'm not. <laughs> Man, we do not want to see the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, uh, I am neither hairy nor small. Yeah. And yet, an otter. A skinny hairy They gamer. asked you what animal you wanted to be. It's hard to whine about the otter now. <laughs> you could have said bear. You're simply right. You could have actually said giraffe, and you wouldn't have to talk. <laughs> have to paint your tongue. Giraffes don't talk. I, I, I know that. No, no, I'm, I'm imitating you having the conversation with giraffes. Don't talk. <laughs> it's hard. They're hard to get underground, though. So, uh, <laughs> they're banging their heads. Matt, are you going to be ready when I call you in four <laughs> days and say I need Steve Wozniak? Uh, Marie Osmond, Jewel, and Jewel's father jokes Stet. <laughs> stat, not Stet. Yeah. Jewel's father's name might be Otto. I don't know if that's going to help you. 
<laughs> nice. Now I got it. I'm just, I'm just saying, both of you, if you're sitting around yeah. with a bunch of guys, Steve Wozniak and Marie Osmond comes up, and someone says something wicked funny, you be prepared to say, can, can my friend Penn use that while dressed as an otter <laughs> at a Cirque show? Yeah. You ready for that? Yep. Okay. Otz. Sorry. <laughs> His name is Otz? Otz. A-T-Z. Otz. You knew Jules' father's name? Yeah. Wow. They actually have uh, a television program. A TV show, yeah. And what's it called? Which I watch. Uh, the Last Frontier, Alaska, I think. I'm not sure what the name is. Yeah, they told me she had a TV show. Yeah. Is it a good show? Yeah. First of all, I met Jewel at a uh, at a Vegas Strong event. Mm-hmm. And I love Jewel. She's wonderful. Is she wonderful on the show? She's wonderful on the show. She's on the, only on the show a couple of times I've seen. It's Most of them it's just her family. Huh? And they live on a homestead in Alaska, of course. So, so that's... That's why I like it. <laughs> and her, her father is an alcoholic. And um, drives uh, cows across the range in Alaska. Well, I'm going to be in a scene with him. All right. And I'll be an otter uh, at a bar. Say my friend, pal Goodell wants to say hi. <laughs> and uh, there's also... Is he clean now? Is he not drinking now? He does not drink now. Right? That's one of the reasons in a bar. I, I don't know. And, uh, and there's supposed to be a musical act that was supposed to be Vanilla Ice. Oh, no. It's not going to be Vanilla Ice now. Because Otter was taken. <laughs> and Jewel, like, forgot her guitar? <laughs> yeah. Well, Jewel's, I think, playing music other places. Okay. Now, Emily saw um, uh, a couple of scenes from this show already in a advanced preview rehearsal mm-hmm. and said it was one of the greatest things she's ever seen. I guess she forgot she saw the Ben and Teller show. <laughs> <laughs> Must have slipped her mind at that moment. She came back and... Two hours later, she was still shook up from it. She said it was so emotional. This really beautiful, beautiful scene with Jewel. So it should be a wicked good show for a really good cause. So it's the, what is it, uh, February 29th? Mm-hmm. No, no. There's no February 29th. March 1st. I think it's March 1st or March 2nd. Uh, let me see. I have it. Oh, here we go. March, uh, whatever the Friday is. It's one night, one drop. One night, one drop. Uh, Friday, March 2nd. Friday, March 2nd is the one drop show. And it might be uh, like insanely good. The story is based on actual events. In certain cases, incidents, characters, and timelines have been changed for dramatic purposes. We're underground species. And species. It doesn't say species. It should say species. Certain characters may be composites or entirely fictitious. What, What is the description of the show? Uh, I say an annual philanthropic event in which Cirque du Soleil cast and crew donate their talent and time to create a unique and breathtaking theatrical spectacle for one night only in support of One Drop. It is nuts how much goes into this show. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, composers and yeah, and I won't even rehearse every day. That's that's the, that's what they're working against. There you go. I think it'll be a great, great, great show, and I'm going to be part of it. And I would think, I would think, just just I mean, I don't know, but. You might want to come to the show because it's going to be a fabulous show with Jewel and Cirque du Soleil. But you also might want to come to the show simply to ridicule me in an otter suit. That's why I'm going. Yeah, that, I think that's <laughs> There's no cops. It's a charity event. So I'm paying money just to laugh at you. <laughs> I think I'm in Taiwan that day. Taiwan? I know. Shut up. <laughs> drinking, drinking the very water that you're fundraising for. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm an otter. You're an otter. I'm an otter. 
Could be an otter. Are you allowed to put up pics of you after one of the event, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to do anything. Um, <laughs> I do know that I wish I could rehearse more. With Fulas coming up, I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also wonderful to see, you know, how Cirque works. They work very differently on a show than I do. <laughs> yeah. Very differently. Yes, they do. I would have had the lines that were going to be in the show before I even had talked about the otter suit yeah <laughs> they the lines are secondary to them no. otter suit is everything they're not even used to putting english in their shows so it's right just, yeah <laughs> so uh, and i guess i'll be juggling like uh, maybe you'll sing bottles i told them that i could juggle broken liquor bottles and they said yes 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 we know that but i said do you want me to juggle bro they said no no so i don't know what i'm gonna be juggling <laughs> <laughs> i do have something i can do no no, no. not interested yeah. but i mean you know you know juggling That's... in two weeks i'm not going to learn new skills no you just learn to count you yeah. got that right counting that's all i'm yeah. gonna do and uh so I, that's what i'm hoping i can do that counting on wednesday me too and tomorrow <laughs> we um we uh we work uh with moxie because she's going to close one of the uh, Fula shows this year ah. with the Vegas Magnet. Nice. So that That's should right. be that should be really nice. We're working with her, and I'm working with Piff tomorrow because Piff closing one of the Fula shows too. So <laughs> uh, we're uh, getting down to the wire because Fula, by the way, uh, starts that that Tuesday, March sixth. March sixth, day after my birthday. I'll be 63 years old then. Uh, on March sixth, we start. Uh, recording Fool Us, March 6th in Vegas, and the tickets are all free. Yeah. And do you know how do they get them? You just, uh, I, honestly, if you just put Fool Us tickets into your search engine, you're going to find a place. There's a bunch yeah. of sites that redirect you. Yeah. But the tapings are March 6th, 7th, and 8th, and there's a two-day break, uh, 9th and 10th, and it's 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. And there's two tapings a day, mm-hmm. so an afternoon and an evening taping. And the tapings are not bad. No. Mostly going to recordings of TV shows are horrible. Yeah. But Fool Us moves along at a pretty good clip. Yeah. It's not too bad. You're going to see Penn and Teller do uh, a trick if you go. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see at least four magicians if you go. Yeah. And um, so there's some weights. Yeah. But there's a good warm-up guy, and you go through, and it's, yeah. it's fine. But it's not excruciating like it's not like friends where you where, where i did that show it's a it's a it's a you know uh, eight hour no 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 eight hours for half an hour with break <laughs> all the way in between no no it's not like a lot of those shows they, we kind of go lickety split you literally film like half a season the time it takes friends to shoot an episode yeah exactly <laughs> we, we really do yeah yeah so um i think we covered everything we do anything else we, we billboarded we didn't it's do? on camera audiences.com <laughs> if you went in prior years make sure to uh Check that you're getting the right year because it'll it'll pull up the wrong year sometimes. Oh, okay. Wow. Unless you want to go to a show that was previously taped. Yeah, I saw one of the episodes last year. It looked really good. <laughs> you know, it's really good if you go and don't clear your cookies, and you can go back two years to the taping. You can go to the taping and buy Bitcoin, <laughs> <laughs> and then go to the taping. A year ago, sell your Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you uh, come back to now, have all your money to donate to a guy in an otter suit. <laughs> it's a perfect plan. That was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. You become naked. Hey, look, everybody. Look, I'm an otter. I'm an otter. Hey, look, I'm an otter. I'm a bartender. I'm an otter. I'm underground. Hey, everybody. Look, look. I'm going to juggle. I'm an otter.
Steve Wozniak. You want an apple? You want an apple, Steve Wozniak? I'll give you an apple. Hey, Marie Osmond, are you Mormon? I bet you are. I'm an otter. I'm an otter. I bet when you heard this was an otter bar, you weren't expecting this. Hey, everybody. Jason Ellis here from the Jason Ellis Show podcast, reminding you that my podcast, new episodes every Wednesday, downloadable where all podcasts are available. Come see my friends, Michael and Kevin, as we talk to you about what's awesome, what sucks, fitness, fighting, parenting, life, spin kicks, LGBTQ community, how to defend yourself against the shark if it attacks you out of nowhere, and much, much more. So come join us. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you.